0: attention, attention, or shall I say, welcome, welcome, welcome. This is According to Callus, and I am standing up in McKinney. And while we're at it, I'm wondering what in the world is going on? Wake up, people. Wake up. This is your alarm blaring. If This sounds interesting. Please tag along. Before we get into the content, let me remind you, you can help me help you get the word out, spread our common sense message, like, share, and subscribe. If you feel particularly motivated, you can rate and review and actually comment on this show. We're on all the big social media networks. We're on YouTube. Go to Spotify, go to Podbean, go to any of those podcatchers and subscribe the subscriptions matter they drive the algorithm help me let's get this let's get this going we can we can still make a difference though to be honest with you after you listen to today's episode you might not feel the same way <clears throat> here we go on with the show wake up on a wednesday right wake up wednesday i got to tell you uh, I, I try and avoid the federal stuff. I, I try and avoid the national stuff. I really do. Uh, why? Because it's generally pointless. We can't fix DC. There's nothing there worth salvaging. In fact, uh, we've often joked that the rest of the world would be doing us a big favor if they just wiped DC off the map. Not that I'm advocating that that is a good idea. I'm just saying that some of us secretly, not so secretly, admit that it would not be the worst outcome if they were to take DC off the map. Of course, what will follow would be far worse because we would be mortally required to go to war and fight to maintain our country, but some or most of the sludge that is in D.C. would be wiped clean. But at what cost? At what cost indeed? Well, that, my friends, is the challenge, right? Okay, so what else is going on? Well, if you're following along, you know not only is the former twice-impeached president being subject to federal lawsuits on something that, quite frankly, makes zero sense to me, as the president if he declassifies something and he keeps it it shouldn't be an issue because it hadn't been an issue for every president in my lifetime but now suddenly it is and while we're at the subject you know then the uh, new york state uh is going after him as well right the soros da is going after el trumpster you know it's just it's sad because i might not be the biggest fan of trump but what in the world did he ever do that brought all this upon him other than apparently he got in the way of their plans that makes me wonder what is it that is so important to them that they're willing to destroy him and everybody around him to get it done that ought to be a concern for you as well now you're asking callous why are you talking about this what does this matter well because much the same thing is playing out right here in our home state of texas now I've said this once, I've said it twice, I'm saying it until I'm blue in the face. Attorney General Paxton may be guilty of doing some things. He may be. But in order to convict the guy, you still have to follow the rules. You still have to do it the right way. Now, the very same House Republicans that were crying about the way they did certain things to Trump or crying about the way certain things happen. uh, are all giddy and behind And that this is absolutely the right thing to do, and it really doesn't give me the warm fuzzies. I don't buy it. I think they're lying to us. I think they're being disingenuous. I think they're misleading us. Now, does that mean that uh, I think that Attorney General Paxton is pure as the wind driven snow? No, no, I don't. I don't think anybody in politics, for as long as he has, is as pure as the wind driven snow, including and especially the Attorney General, Lieutenant Governor, and the Governor. And while we're at it every other secretary and uh, director in government, both state and federal level. I think they're all just a little compromised. And we've learned to tolerate it so long as they looked out for the greater good, so long as they did what was best for the state or the country as a whole, right? We, We understand that there's a certain amount of feathering one's own nest that goes on. We don't like it. It's inappropriate. It's... You know, it's not the best way things should happen, but we live in the real world. We live in a fallen world. We understand that people look out for themselves first. We're willing to play along with this concept, right? So I got to tell you, it's really disheartening to say, we're going to throw away the rule book. We're going to alter course here because this guy, the attorney general, he stands in our way. He won't let us do whatever it is we want to do. Now, I don't... I don't pretend to know what exactly it is they're up to, what they're doing, other than the fact that the AG called out Dade Phelan for apparently being drunk while being the speaker. I can't think of any good reason why it suddenly happened the way it happened. So my question is, are we going to put charges against Dade Phelan? I mean, if I showed up drunk to work, I would probably be terminated. In fact, I probably couldn't even get to work because I'd probably be arrested on my way into work by being drunk when trying to do my job. Yet apparently that's perfectly legitimate and normal behavior in Austin. Now I expect that from DC. I mean we've got a near brain dead president, we've got a near brain dead senator out of Pennsylvania, and a whole well, and don't forget the one out in California. But so that's acceptable apparently to certain circles that as long as they show up and have their physical body vote the right way, we don't care about anything else. Well, I'm sorry, I expect something a little more. I expect that even the Democrats, even though I vehemently disagree with them, they're actually going to be cognitive and show up in their hateful, demeaning way, look to torpedo and ruin the country. I can expect that. I can accept that. But when somebody is virtually brain dead. They have no business representing anybody, but apparently we're supposed to believe that's what is normal now. And that's acceptable now. And we're supposed to continue to go along with that. So I don't see any of that playing out directly in Texas for that. I'm grateful. But if you've got a guy that's running the Texas house and he's actually altered drunk, that's a problem, but we're supposed to ignore that. We're not supposed to notice that we're supposed to just turn our head and pretend there's nothing there and I wonder how many of our state reps have been in the same position. Now, look, I know back in the 1960s, a lot of people did business when they were half in the bag. I get it, but it's not the 1960s anymore. I mean, it's not even the 1980s when apparently, let's say a large percentage of business professionals spent half their day being high on cocaine. Nobody thought that was Well, I shouldn't say looking back now, nobody would say, oh, that was a good thing. And we all benefited from that. But That would never be tolerated now, unless, of course, you're in, I don't know, Colorado, Washington, California, and any other state where it's perfectly legal to smoke weed. Now, apparently, you can show up stone to work, depending on where you work and who you're working for. But it's just a weird, weird world we live in. We celebrate people that are mentally ill. We elevate them to the highest levels of power, and then we encourage people that are mentally altered to not only run for office, but to continue to hold office, and we're supposed to be happy and excited about this. All the while, they're not doing their job. Why do you say that, Stephen? What's what's going on? Well, in case you haven't been paying attention, yes, the southern border still is not even close to being secured. In fact, we've gone one better. Because they're coming over in such high droves, my governor, Greg Abbott, decided that for a nice publicity stunt, which, I mean, I got a laugh, and then, you know, snickered the first bus or two, they shipped them to New York or D.C. or Chicago or L.A. or whatever. Okay, that was funny. It made a headline. But to continue to do that long-term and shipping people that have no business in our country all over the rest of the country, we're only serving to further the purposes of the people that seek to undermine our country. Now, as a Texas nationalist, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. But as a patriotic American, as a mm, former military member, uh, yeah, that's a big problem, folks. You're compromising our national security. You're compromising everything that makes America, America. You're ruining the republic for what? You're selling us out. I assume you got a little payola. They made it worth your while. I mean, how much does it take to sell out your country? I mean, apparently for the Biden family, it just took a few million dollars. So I can imagine that when you're already the Biden family, uh, that's a lot of money. But if you're not, if you're just Joe Schmo down the street and you have access to something and they're going to pay you a couple hundred grand or worse yet, they kidnap your daughter, your son, your your wife, some family member, and they blackmail you into doing what they want you to do. I mean, it's not like those people are nice people, Right. <laughs> The drug cartels are not exactly known for being really nice. Yet, these are the people that are running the border right now. And we would like to hold the people responsible. We would like to say, hey, uh, you're our elected officials. You work for us. Yeah, I know you kind of fell asleep and didn't bother to do anything that we in the Republican Party wanted you to do. But uh, could you pretty please shut the darn border? I mean, that's a base level minimum thing that every state representative ought to be able to agree with is we're destroying our state by letting hundreds of thousands of people come here from the third world that quite frankly have zero interest in assimilating and becoming good Texians, much less good Americans or whatever other state they end up in. And we're we're supposed to be okay with that. I'm not. I, I think it's a huge, huge problem. But instead the very same leadership that's tolerating this, encouraging this, is busy fighting amongst themselves for the best way to virtue signal about their tax cut they're going to give you. Well, I'm going to tell you right here and right now, those tax cuts are absolutely meaningless if I have a couple of million people here that are coming to live on the dole and not participate in our society. But you may say they're refugees. They're fleeing they're terrible place that they grew up. Okay, I get that, but we had a legal process in place for doing that. But we've rejected that. We've had we've had many ways that we could do this. In fact, if I were to say, well, I think the way to save Texas is to put a twenty five year moratorium. We're not letting anybody move here from any country outside of the United States. And quite frankly, we're going to thoroughly screen the people that come in from the other states. Even though that technically means we can't do that, but. I mean, we can make it very uncomfortable. Yes, we not only have open carry and concealed carry, we encourage all of our people to drive around with rifles and shotguns in the back of their truck. And by the way, if you're on their property uninvited and they shoot you, well, that's perfectly legal. I mean, let's make these people uncomfortable. If you're a rancher and you got something on the west side of Texas, right? You're down in the Rio Grande. Why in the world are we not backing these people up? Why are we arresting them when they defend their life and their property? Why are we not, I don't know, holding the line on the darn border? Oh, hey, God forbid somebody to actually do their job. I mean, look, we understand the federal government has zero interest in doing their job down there. So, Greg Abbott, instead of playing around with emergency declarations and playing little dictator to get that extra money from the feds and, you know, whatever it is you're doing with it, why don't you do the job that you want to do, which is as commander in chief of... The armed forces of Texas shut down the border. Put people there. I'm sure you could get a volunteer army of a half a million people in about 60 days. And you could train them up and send them there. You have the Texas Guard already. The Texas State Guard. I know it's mostly our formality and they're there for search and rescue stuff and whatever. Okay, we'll send the Texas Air National Guard. Let them do patrols. I mean, if you're not going to drop bombs, at least drop leaflets. Turn around and go back from where you came from. I mean, you're not welcome here. I mean, something. Do something. But instead, we're going to monitor and make sure you're not getting a little extra money out of your bank. And we need to make sure that you're paying all your tolls. And by the way, now we're going to tax you by mileage on top of the gas tax that we're already getting, because quite frankly, we didn't steal enough money from you in the first place. Oh, but hey, while we're at it, we're going to argue about which is the best way to let you keep some of your money when you own property. But you don't technically get to own it because we make you pay money in order to be able to keep it for year to year. Yeah. Oh, that's so inspiring. Let me tell you, I'm going to rush out and help those Republicans win re-election right here and right now. Doggone it. How glad I am that I we're all Republicans in a Republican state here. The one most important thing that they could and should be doing, even though the feds won't. No, no, we're not going to bother to do anything about that. I mean, even my own state rep, who is a big advocate for border control been largely silent on the issue oh he puts a nice little social media ad out i'm sure and i mean if you go and meet him he'll tell you yes we need to do something but in fact he's done nothing but you know what the sad thing is as one of 150 and the other 33 if they can't come together and come up with a plan there's very little he can do but what's even sadder still is the fact that he has to convince 75 other guys or ladies to come along with them and say hey you know what we probably ought to shut down that border you would think that would be the first thing that everybody can agree on no matter what the initial is after their name but apparently not hey but don't worry you just reelect us just give us one or two more R's, and we'll make it all better color me unconvinced unconvinced and while we're on that some of our very own state reps can't keep their own oaths. So why would I imagine they'd keep their oath to the constitution? Why would I imagine they would do what's best for the state of Texas? Just saying. So much for that leadership, right? Now we could develop new leadership. We we could look into building back better, right? From the top or from the bottom up. I think my uh, friend Robert West does advocate that. And just in case I haven't mentioned it before, you should check out his five-star plan book. And while you're at the uh, library, you should also go check out Confrontational Politics. And if that's not enough for you, you can go buy any of Chris Ann Hall's books, right? Sovereign Duty, that kind of thing. And, And if you really, really want to get into it, get Rules for Radicals. And when you read that, you'll get a better understanding of what's playing out right before us, right here, right now. And yes, I've said this all before. I'm going to keep to reminding you that they've been telling you, they've been telegraphing exactly what they're going to do to us. And we haven't done anything about it. And the very people that ought to know and ought to be in a position to do something don't seem to be interested in doing so. Hey, but it's politics in action, right? And if you doubt me, Not only are we encouraging, inviting, and putting up the third world as they invade, and a lot of those folks are OTM, and if you're not familiar with the acronym, it means other than Mexicans, because let me tell you, the uh, vast majority of immigrants that I work with on a daily basis are the legitimate good people that we kind of want here because they're going to come and work their tails off and get a better life for their families. They're not the problem. Now, If we put that moratorium in place, things get a little dicey, admittedly, but I'm not concerned about these folks. They're much lower on that totem pole of problems or much higher. I don't know. They're a much smaller issue. The real issue is we've got the third world invading and we've got our own leadership behaving like the third world leaders. I mean, how many former presidents have been investigated and elected? In the United States. Oh, that's right. That happens in the third world where you take out your former leader and then uh, if you can't arrest him and lock him up, you kill him. Look no further than Brazil, ladies and gentlemen. What makes you think we're not going to end up like that very soon? What European power with as jacked up as Europe is in the last 60 years has done anything like this. None. It's third world actions for third world behaviors for third world imports. Now, look, I don't hate any of these people. I'm just saying they're not necessarily going to add anything significant in the grand scheme of things. As far as you and I are concerned, you want to talk about the middle class being depressed, our wages. You want to talk about the inflation skyrocketing, you want to talk about the challenges of doing better? Well, what do you think is going to happen when you dump a bunch of people that are uneducated and are really only skilled to do menial labor into a population That doesn't mean we dislike them, doesn't mean we don't feel for them, doesn't mean that they're not worthy of whatever or love and fellowship. It doesn't mean they're not legitimate human beings with worth and value, but it doesn't mean they need to be in our country, in our state. It just means that we don't mistreat them. And all this seems to be orchestrated. Don't know why? Don't know by who? Well, actually I do. It is by people that are not good Americans. And they're doing it specifically to destroy America and particularly Texas. And why is that? Well, how better to bring about the default? How better to bring about the crash of these United States? The last standing sovereign nation in the world. Hmm? Oh, unless, of course, you count China. Now, we don't like China. We don't like the things they do in China and the leadership in China is awful. If you, oh, I don't know, want to think for yourself or have an opinion that's unapproved, but they care about the Chinese. They put the Chinese first. They want to do what's best for China. And while we're at it, I mean, you look no further than the next country over the former Soviet Union, a.k.a. Russia, right? You could say all you want about that's a bad guy, Mr. Putin. And and you know what? probably is just like the leader of China's probably a terrible person. But at the end of the day, Putin cares about Russia. Putin's a Russian cared about Russians. And yeah, he's got his, uh, co-opted, um, Russian Orthodox church that he's super proud of. And quite frankly, he's trying to protect his country. He's, he's trying to prevent his country from getting run in the ground by the very same people that are running our country into the ground. I mean, Canada's already lost. Australia's lost. New Zealand's lost. (laughs) England tried to fight back and, you know, now they're run by foreigners. What do you want to do? If you can't care about the very country you live in, if you can't care about the very people that are here with you, if you can't be proud Texian in Texas, if you can't be a proud American American, no matter who your parents are. And I don't care if you've been here two generations or 20 generations, which I don't even know if that's possible at the moment, but be that as it may, you should have some pride in where you've come from. But instead we celebrate the wrong kind of pride. Instead, we celebrate every failure and shortcoming of these United States. And believe you, me, I understand better than most all the failures that we have in our country's history, but that still doesn't excuse what we're doing. We're destroying ourselves on the altar of what? Do you really think that the outcome going to be better than what it is now? We've got a corrupt government. It'll be replaced by a even more corrupt government. We've got a weak, hmm, infighting, disarray state leadership. And oh, guess what? We're going to continue to get that unless we're successful and changing things from the bottom up. You may recall the last two days I've mentioned the fact that some of these uh, – State representatives think they don't need us anymore. You see, we're irrelevant. We're AWOL. We're angry moms. Uneducated. We're not qualified to determine what's best for ourselves. Hmm. That sounds strangely familiar. Hmm. Maybe, maybe if we were to look back in the annals of history, when a a government is run by people that don't think the people they serve are worthy of their service and that they should be treated in a less than human way. Oh yeah, that works out really well for we, the people. Well, the good news is there's at least 33 million of us in Texas, and if only hmm, let's just say. 1%. 1% don't buy this. That is how much? Oh, that's right. 1% of 33 million. That's 330,000. Do you think 330,000 people might be able to do something if they got highly motivated? Hmm? Do you think they might be able to make a difference? Do you think they may be able to push back on these? Hmm. Frauds, liars, tyrants to be. Do you think we might be able to put them back in their box and send them from wherever they came from? Do you think maybe we ought to export them? I don't know. Um, Let's see. California. Let's send them to California. They'll be much happier there. We could do that. It just requires that you get off your butt, get involved in your local district it just requires a little time a little effort a little investment a little knowledge all these things can be fought back can be pushed back can be changed if you're just willing to invest the time in the effort and i'm not talking about thousands of hours well maybe cumulative over a lifetime but every week is it worth 15 minutes to an hour of your time is a freer more prosperous Mm, more secure, Texas, is it worth an hour's worth of your time once a week? Or maybe an hour cumulative over the course of a week. Is it worth sending a few emails, making a few phone calls? Is it worth networking with other people that feel the same way that you do? Is it worth working with people that, man, maybe we don't agree on all this stuff, but we realize this is really, really bad. And these people in charge They see us as peons. They're putting their boots upon our head. Forget the neck, on our head. They're looking to crush our skulls, metaphorically speaking, ladies and gentlemen, metaphorically speaking. We can hold that boot back and we can push it back and we can get these numb skulls to go back from where they came from if we will just put in the time and the effort. So let me ask you, now that I've told you about all the shortcomings and the frustrations and the problems here in the great state of Texas, I have now shown you that this is dealt with. It's not particularly easy. It's simple. It's not particularly quick. No, no, no. It's a long drawn out process. It's pushing back inch by inch and reclaiming once what what was once sovereign Republic of Texas territory from those people that would seek to sell us out, from those people that would seek to engorge themselves on the fat of the land at the expense of the very people that make their lives possible. We trusted a great number of these individuals to go down and represent us and to do a good job. And a good number of them had ours after their name. And they told us exactly what we wanted to hear. And they knew what they were doing when they did it. And we bought it hook, line and sinker. You can say what you want about the D's, but they're at least honest. They hate you they don't think you're worthy. They want to punish you. Your grandfather might have had done something that was bad or your great grandfather might have done something even worse. Don't know. It doesn't matter. You're guilty because of who you look like or who you talk like. It doesn't matter. You're all guilty. They specialize on separating us. They they specialize on forcing us to fight amongst each other. So we ignore what they're doing to us when we're not watching. Ladies and gentlemen, let me remind you the power is with we, the people. The power is with you and I if we'll just agree to set aside the petty differences and work against the people that seek to destroy that which has made us where we're at today. And look, I'm under no illusion that things are perfect. I'm under no illusion that there aren't problems. I'm under no illusion that there aren't shortcomings, both in Texas and the rest of this country, but they're fixable and addressable if people will be honest and straightforward about what they need, what they think. What their desires are, we can work together to accomplish those instead of getting pushed around and manipulated by the very same people that would rather crush us under their boots. And with that, this has been According to Callus. This has been Wake Up. It's Wednesday, and I will see you on the other side.